The weekend for the Memphis Grizzlies started out pretty rough in San Antonio. It looked like the season for the Memphis Grizzlies might be over as it has just basically begun. And yet a second half comeback helped spur the Grizzlies past the San Antonio Spurs in a much needed road win. And then on the second night of a back-to-back with so much of the roster out for a variety of reasons, a gritty performance against the Boston Celtics. We're going to talk about that and more on this edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with me. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is Locked On Grizzlies, your team each and every day. I am your host for this episode of the podcast, Joe Mullinax, on this marvelous Thanksgiving Monday edition of the show. Hopefully your turkeys are in a nice salt water or some sort of delicious brine, getting nice and ready for being smoked or fried this coming Thursday. If you're still loving roasting your turkey, just know that it's 2023 and there are better options out there. I'm here for you if you want further advice on how to prepare that bird for a delicious feast that hopefully you're having if you uh, partake in the Thanksgiving festivities here in a few days. But before we get to that, we've got plenty to dive into to gobble up on this edition, this Monday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. Again, I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media, Memphis Grizzlies columnist for that website. Make sure you're following me on X if you don't already do so, at Joe Mullinax. My co-host and partner to Michael Cole, not on this episode of the show, as has become custom when he has a home game there in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, to break down and cover for the commercial appeal since he is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. He's getting that work done, and then he'll come back to us for the Tuesday episode of the show. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Lockdown Grizzlies is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Much, much, much appreciated. However you take in the show, check us out on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Shout out to our everydayers, folks that check out each and every episode of the show as it becomes available. We appreciate you, whether you are with us each and every time a show drops or whether this is your first time checking out Locked On Grizzlies. We hope that you stick around, stay a while, and hit that subscribe button and make us a part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content consumption. Uh, We're going to start with the most recent events right? Because the San Antonio Spurs game could probably have its own episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, but we got a packed, action-packed show for you on this Monday. Uh, By the end of the show, you're going to believe me when I say Desmond Bain is one of, if not the best shooting guard in the National Basketball Association. I will make my case for that later on in the program. We're also going to talk about that dramatic turn of events that occurred there in San Antonio. 19-point storming of the gates against the Spurs. I'm going to argue that the Grizzlies basically saved their season because I think that the energy that came from that tremendous comeback against the Spurs fed into the Boston Celtics game that the Grizzlies lost on Sunday night. And I do think that's important to point out, right? Like, the Memphis Grizzlies lost the basketball game. And this is 
professional sports. This isn't high school. This isn't college. You're not going to go out there and say, hey, they got a, a moral victory, right? You could argue those don't exist even at the peewee, middle school, high school, college level. Obviously, the higher up you go, the less likely it is that it exists. So it's extremely unlikely, if not impossible, for a moral victory to be a thing when millions upon millions of dollars are involved. However, considering who started the Memphis Grizzlies-Boston Celtics game for the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm talking John Conchar. I'm talking Santi Aldama at the three, like so many of you crazy, wild people have been asking for for a long time. It worked in this game. It worked in this one. I'm not sure it's a long-term fix, but the Celtics were not able to make Memphis pay for having a Santi Aldama, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bismack Biombo front court. Maybe one of the reasons for that is the fact that you had Biombo and Jaron on the floor. Anything that got by Santi on the perimeter, you had not one but two pretty capable rim protectors backing him up. So maybe Memphis has stumbled into something there. And that's something we can talk to DeMichael about maybe on our Tuesday edition of the show when he's back with us. But I I really want to shout out Santi Aldama, not just because of his ability to not get abused at the small forward position, not only because of his remarkable performance, career best 28 points scored because, to be honest with you, it wasn't the most efficient outing scoring the basketball for Santi Aldama. And he missed an open three at the end that would have put the Grizzlies in the lead. It was a pretty chaotic conclusion to the Memphis Grizzlies-Boston Celtic game on Sunday night. If you didn't see it, I highly recommend you check it out. The Grizzlies got a wide-open look. Santi Aldama, who had been a major piece of pacing this furious performance for Memphis. It was a close game throughout, right? Memphis was up by one at the end of the first quarter. Boston took a three-point lead into the half, and then it, it was in and out the entire second half of basketball, and Aldama is a major reason why, but I don't want the main thing for you to take away from this basketball game to be that Santi Aldama was a dominant scorer, because in my opinion, he wasn't. All right, he just wasn't. He was 11 of 27. That, that's a below average shooting performance. From three, he shot more threes than Desmond Bain and made one less. We'll talk about Des later on in the show, like I said. So six for 15 from beyond the arc. Not great, not bad. A good shooting night. Good. Where Aldama's impact was really felt was in his rebounding at 12 boards. It was in his assists at six assists. Santi Aldama was second on the Memphis Grizzlies in this contest with six assists. That is huge. It's huge because it shows the levels and variations to his game that we saw flashes of in FIBA when he was the best player in several contests for Team Spain in the FIBA tournament over the summer. Santi was that dude in this game, an NBA game against arguably, I don't know who would argue against it, the best team in the NBA right now in the Boston Celtics. Now, is it fair to say the Celtics probably overlooked Memphis a little bit? Yeah, that's fair to say. But I think that's canceled out by the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies were down a considerable amount of players. The fact that the Memphis Grizzlies did not 
have a night off to prepare like the Celtics did because the Grizzlies were busy furiously getting into a comeback situation against the San Antonio Spurs just 24 hours prior. So for me, that's a wash. Do I think the Celtics overlooked the Grizzlies? Yeah, I do. Do I think Memphis was tired from the second night of a back-to-back game and put on a heck of a performance? Yeah, I do. I do. And I think Santi Aldama deserves a heck of a lot of credit for his showing. I think Zaire Williams had a better game. Again, six points on 11 shots. That's not particularly good. But what kept Memphis in this game is the contributions from folks like Zaire on the glass. Seven rebounds. The Memphis Grizzlies only got out-rebounded by the Boston Celtics by three boards. And that's against a team that has Christos Porzingis on it. Seven foot three Christos Porzingis, who has killed the Grizzlies in the past, and in fairness, was a pretty major force in this one, too. Six blocks for Porzingis, including on a potential game winner or game tire, I should say, from Zaire Williams after the Santi Aldama missed three that would have given the Grizzlies the lead. So Porzingis had a massive game. I'm not trying to make it sound like he didn't. You could say he was the best player for Boston in this one. But it's the contributions from Zaire Williams, winning-type contributions. Jacob Gilliard, not starting, but still getting five assists, two steals in just 15 minutes of play, winning basketball plays, winning basketball plays. Because the offense is not always going to be there, right? The Grizzlies almost won this game, had a chance to win, shooting about 39% from the field. 39%. How do you do that? You defend. You create shot opportunities. You rebound. Memphis did those things against one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the entire National Basketball Association. (laughs) They've only won three games. It's not like everything is fixed. We are now 13 games into a season, and the Memphis Grizzlies continue to be at the bottom of the Western Conference standings. But if you don't feel proud of the way that that team competed in extremely difficult circumstances, no, it's not a moral victory. It's the National Basketball Association. But is it a heck of a lot different than if they had lost by 30? Is it a heck of a lot different than the hopelessness that at times you feel watching this team play like you did in the first half of the San Antonio Spurs game, which we're going to talk more about here momentarily? Yeah, I'll take I'll take this over the alternative. And it's possible that that Spurs game was a turning point defensively, a turning point in terms of those winning plays. We're going to talk about that and more coming up here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. I am a huge fan of Prize Picks and with basketball season here, it is really cool that you can combine projections across sports like football and basketball from the specials league with prize picks a league created specifically for combo projections includes two or more players from different sports or leagues like you could do desmond bain with his three pointers made and you could do someone like oh i don't know justin jefferson once he returns for the vikings uh you can do a 10.5 combo with three pointers made in receptions that'd be a lot of fun to be able to connect sports that way and they offer a reboot policy at Prize Picks. Your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for a football or basketball game, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Prize Picks is fun and uh, real unique 
daily fantasy sports opportunity. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, the Celtics game was cool, but the Grizzlies actually won the Spurs one. Let's talk about that when we come back. Stay with me. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, flying solo on this episode of the show. My co-host, Michael Cole, not with me. Uh, he's cleaning up and uh, finishing up work, covering the Grizzlies game against the Boston Celtics that we just got done talking about. My partner, Michael Cole, is the Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Make sure you're following him on X if you don't already do so, at Michael C. Follow me, at Joe Molinax. Make sure you're liking, commenting, all those fun things, subscribing, perhaps most importantly, wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube to Locked on Grizzlies. So we started with the Celtics game, and Memphis loses that game. We gave flowers to Santi Aldama. We're going to talk more about Desmond Bain here in a bit. I don't want you to think, if you've been following the work that I do at Bluff City Media back when I was at Grizzly Bear Blues, uh, here on Lockdown Grizzlies, you know I'm not going to forget my boy Desmond Bain. Stick around it's going to get wild towards the end of the show. All right. But wanted to make sure Santi, a great performance, even though he missed the game winning three. Memphis isn't in a position to make that three if it isn't for Santi Aldama throughout that game. The same can be said of Jaron Jackson Jr. when it comes to the way that the San Antonio Spurs game played out the night before. The Grizzlies and the Spurs have similar records, right? Three and ten-ish. Uh, The Spurs have actually won a game at home, whereas Memphis is still winless at FedEx Forum, which considering their home record these last couple of years, that's one of the more wild pieces of this whole process is how Memphis has lost that home court advantage. At least it seems that way for now. Uh, But they go on the road to San Antonio. The Spurs are a team that obviously has Victor Wembanyama, who is a blast to watch. Jaron Jackson Jr., Got a block on the 7 foot 5 Wembanyama, and I'm still not quite sure how he did it because of just how long and lean and the, the, the length of Wembanyama really is a sight to behold. I can only imagine what it's like in person, just seeing it on television. He's so much taller and longer than everybody else on the floor. Um, but Jaron Jackson Jr. had a game, I would say, similar, at least in the first half, to Santi Aldama in terms of the lack of efficiency. And his shooting performance was still not great. Seven for 20 from the field against the Spurs. It's not like he was dominant in that particular way. And Memphis looked completely awful in that first half in San Antonio. The Grizzlies were down 17 points at halftime. 17 points to the, at the time, three and nine, San Antonio Spurs. That's pretty embarrassing, right? Like that was kind of a line in the sand moment for this season. You could see them come out of that locker room one of two ways. Do they lie down, feel sorry for themselves, just kind of take it, or do they fight back? And to the credit of Taylor Jenkins, the head coach of the Grizzlies, but more so the players that were on the floor, Jaron Jackson Jr. in particular, they did not lie down. Jaron dominated. He took over. The Spurs could not defend him without fouling. Jaron was 11 for 12 from the free throw line. No other player in the game had more than eight free throws. So Jaron was aggressive, attacked to the rim, and he scored the ball pretty well 
in that second half. And the Grizzlies' defense, again, connecting it back to the Celtics game we just watched. Boston struggled at times. It was one of the better performances defensively for Memphis, and that started in the Spurs game. Because in the second half of the San Antonio Spurs-Memphis Grizzlies game, San Antonio only scored 40 points. 40 points. The Spurs had scored 35 points in the first quarter alone against the Grizzlies on Saturday night. So the first half was atrocious, and it looked like the Grizzlies were ready to call it a season, you know, a week or uh, almost a week before Thanksgiving. Plenty of basketball to be played, guys. And it seems like they snapped out of it, or maybe, you know, playing a team like the Spurs that doesn't necessarily want to be in the uh, play-in mix, not necessarily built to win. Uh, They don't have a true point guard on the floor right now, right? There's all sorts of different things that San Antonio is doing that maybe doesn't make or doesn't or won't make a bunch of sense as the season goes on. But Memphis, you you take the, the, the opportunities that are in front of you. Nobody's going to cry for the Memphis Grizzlies when it comes to the injury issues they've faced or any other frustration that maybe has come their way from the John Moran suspension, all those sorts of things. But at the same time, when opportunity arises to play against the San Antonio Spurs team more interested in development than winning, when that comes across your board, you have to take advantage of it. And the Memphis Grizzlies did just that in the second half against San Antonio. And maybe that helped propel them into the performance they had against Boston because they were more confident, especially defensively. And that is where Memphis, as DeMichael and I have talked about multiple times here on Lockdown Grizzlies, if they're going to dig themselves out of this hole, right? Houston Rockets are coming up next. If they're going to find a way to win a game or two, get on a little bit of a run, they have to be able to have their defense be their calling card. And that hasn't really been the case. But the second half of the San Antonio Spurs game, things kicked in. The Spurs, they shot about, you know, 38% from three. But at the same time, it was not lights out. It wasn't a career best night. It wasn't them setting franchise records. And the same thing happened to Boston. So the three-point defense gets a little bit better, especially in that second half against the Spurs. That translates into the Celtics game. You're not going to completely stop the Boston Celtics. The San Antonio Spurs are well coached. They're going to move the ball. They're going to get open looks. The key is to not overhelp, set your feet, be in a good position to defend the way that you have to defend in the NBA on the perimeter. The three-point shot is a weapon that everybody tries to utilize. Everybody practices it. If you just leave it open and you're overhelping, teams are going to kill you. For six quarters now, the second half of the San Antonio game and the Boston Celtics game against, again, in my opinion, the best team in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies defense looks like it may be back. And Jaron Jackson Jr., of course, is the catalyst for that. Bismack Biombo had a strong performance against San Antonio. Aldama had 17 points on 15 shots. 10 rebounds for Santi, so he had a really good weekend all around. Zaire Williams played well. Four of eight from the field, 17 points for Zaire, seven rebounds, five assists. So maybe things are starting to turn around. Maybe we're getting on the up and up here with these Grizzlies. They have a couple of days to get their legs back under them. Uh, But the San Antonio game, first half, second half, it was a tale of two different teams, tale of two different halves of basketball. Thankfully, the second half Grizzlies are the ones that pulled out the victory and kind of carried that momentum over to the Boston game. So Memphis finishes the weekend one and one. 
big win on the road in San Antonio. And while it was a loss against the Celtics, doesn't feel like a win because it wasn't a loss, but it was good to see them compete in that fashion, considering all the injuries and everything going on. Um, you know, Marcus Smart being out for the first game against the Celtics, uh, his former team, Luke Kennard still not playing. Memphis is down a considerable chunk of their roster, not just their rotation, but their roster as a whole. So they deserve credit for competing. They deserve credit for picking up that win in San Antonio, especially with their second half performance. And then that energy hopefully will continue to feed into not just the Celtics game, but beyond into the remainder of this po or without John Morant stretch of basketball. I saved the best for last in terms of my uh, my dear, dear, dear love for Desmond Bain and how I just think of the world of him right now, how he is playing, helping keep these Grizzlies afloat as best he can, right? Three and 10, the, the ship's taken on water, but the team is still competing. Desmond Bain's the main reason for that. We're going to talk about that next and where Desmond Bain ranks among NBA shooting guards next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, I want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make sure that you are not just checking out the NBA, but also the NFL season over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, yes, right now, right this moment, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is extremely easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, the ever-popular same-game parlay, and so much more. So, what are you waiting for? Get it together. Go over to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Continue to grind along with the NBA, of course, as well. But FanDuel is the place to do it. The official partner and official partner of the NFL. Desmond Bain is the best shooting guard in the National Basketball Association. Maybe second best. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzly. Stay with me, please. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, Grizzlies columnist over at Bluff City Media, flying solo on this marvelous Monday edition of the show. DeMichael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, will be back with me on the Tuesday episode. But he is finishing up coverage of Grizzly Celtics for the commercial appeal. So as has become the custom after these home games, it is you and I going through what is happening with the Memphis Grizzlies. A successful weekend overall. Obviously, being 2-0 would be much better, but the way that they competed against the best team in the NBA and the Boston Celtics, the way that they roared back against the San Antonio Spurs, especially over the last six of quarters of basketball, kind of feels like Memphis has figured it out. And the main reason for that is Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain is playing the best basketball of his career. Desmond Bain is undoubtedly an all-star in my mind. And I would make the argument that Desmond Bain is the best shooting guard in the National Basketball Association. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm sure I'll have fans in the comments on YouTube of other teams talking about how Devin Booker exists 
and Anthony Edwards is having one of the best seasons of his career. And you have Shy Gilgis Alexander and Oklahoma City and Donovan Booker over in Cleveland with the Cavs. How could you say Bain is the absolute best? Context matters. Desmond Bain is doing what he is doing, for example, against the Boston Celtics as the focal point of their defense. And the Boston Celtics have a very good defense. 11 of 27, much like Aldama, like we talked about earlier in the show. But 30 points instead of the 28 that Santi scored. 7 of 14, 50% from three. And uh, and Bain is doing this well, especially in the Boston game, being asked to be the primary creator of offense for the Memphis Grizzlies. To Michael and I on this episode, on these uh, blog, or excuse me, on these locked on waves, have talked in the past about how I want exactly what happened against Boston. I want the ball in the hands of Desmond Bain. He is their best offensive weapon. Until John Morant returns, he's their best offensive player. It's like a quarterback in football. Get that guy's decision-making process in on every single possession that you possibly can. He already has a career high usage rate. He is doing great things. Eight assists to only two turnovers, over 37 minutes of play, 30 points, still had a solid defensive impact, one steal, he was only plus one on the game. Single game plus minus is not the most reliable statistic to measure, but he has been a steadying force, a presence. You can count on Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson Jr. helped uh, kind of pace that comeback against San Antonio, but Desmond Bain, 26 points in that contest. So 56 points across two games. He shot 50% from three. So again, 7 from 14 against the Celtics, 3 of 6 against San Antonio. Bain's showing a heightened development in terms of the diversity of his game. He had five rebounds against the Spurs. He got to the free throw line seven times, made all seven free throws. He didn't do that as much against the Celtics. He made his three-pointers. I got to tell you, Anthony Edwards is phenomenal. And if you want to make an argument for him being better than Desmond Bain, I'm not going to argue against you. Devin Booker is obviously extremely talented, has been for a long time. SGA in Oklahoma City, Mitchell in Cleveland, you all, they all have arguments. When you combine the reality of the Memphis Grizzlies situation, what they are dealing with, and how Desmond Bain is doing this, with, again, can't stress enough, the starting lineup against the Boston Celtics was John Conjar, Mr. White Rice himself, who in 26 minutes of play took three shots, grabbed five rebounds. Zaire Williams got more rebounds than Conchar did. Three assists. Zaire did better. Minus 13 in his 26 minutes played. The next worst was, ironically, Zaire at minus five. That's an eight-point difference. Mr. White Rice didn't get it done as well as he potentially could have against the Celtics. But it's John Conchar, Santi Aldama at the three, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bismack Biombo. So three bigs, White Rice, John Conchar, and Desmond Bain. And Bain puts a 30-piece on perhaps one of the best, if not the best, defenses against the best, if not one of the best, teams in the NBA. Bain is doing this not by himself, 
but he is doing it in a way that is different than anybody else. SGA has help, right? Can't say Chet Holmgren is great and Josh Giddy is great and then say that they're not good enough compared to Jaron Jackson Jr. and what's happening in Memphis. Obviously, Anthony Edwards has help. Carl Anthony Towns has had a great start to the season. Rudy Gobert doing some good things. The Timberwolves are playing well. Edwards is the main reason for that, but he has help. Of course, Cleveland has help. All of those teams are healthier than what the Memphis Grizzlies are currently doing. So if you want to make an argument for the names that I listed, I hear you. I understand. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Just know that I'm right. Where would the Memphis Grizzlies be without Desmond Bain? They would be in a much worse place than they currently are right now. And that's wild to say out loud because obviously things are not going great in Memphis. We're, we, th- this episode sounds really happy and cheerful. They're still 3-10. and 10. They're still at the bottom of the Western Conference. They're still a few games away from the play-in, much less the playoffs. So it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But it is hard to move forward from the last six quarters of Memphis Grizzlies basketball and think that the team is going to be bad the rest of the season. It's difficult to do that. It defies logic. And one of the reasons for that, if not the main reason for that, is Desmond freaking Bain and what he is currently doing for the Memphis Grizzlies. So no disrespect to anybody else. Desmond Bain should be an all-star if this pace continues. Desmond Bain is, for my money, pound for pound, considering everything going on around him, the best shooting guard in the NBA. But I'm, again, lots of other dudes you can make arguments for. Maybe you want to do that in the comments. Go ahead and see fit to do so. You might notice I interact with you guys in the comments, even when you're not very nice to me, which, you know, sometimes I deserve it. It's all good. I'm glad that you're listening, downloading, watching Locked On Grizzlies, even if you're not going to be all that nice to me. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the show. I want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The next time we're together here on Locked On Grizzlies, DeMichael will be back with me. I'll get his takeaways from the weekend. Hopefully we have some injury updates. We'll talk about some of those fun things. See how he's feeling after watching Grizzlies basketball over the last couple of games. I'm feeling better. I've been feeling better, but I feel better than I have in a long time focusing on that second half against the Spurs and pretty much the entire Celtics game. Context matters, and they're competing. They're getting better. I think that a run is coming if they could just find a way to get healthy. If they can't get healthy, then the rest doesn't necessarily matter, right? If they can find some some sliver of health, I think that'll make all the difference for the Memphis Grizzlies. Make sure you're liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, however you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Free and available wherever you get those shows as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Proud members of the network. Make sure that you are following along and making us a part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content consumption every single day. Be an everydayer. This is your first time checking us out. Hopefully you'll check us out again tomorrow where it'll be the dynamic duo back at it for a Tuesday edition of the show. But until that time, it is I, Joe Mullinax, telling you to have a wonderful rest of your day. 
Make sure you're liking, subscribing, all those fun things. Until next time, this is Locked on Grizzly.